one group of friends. No idea. One big dream. From the loos to the booze to the cues. What goes into making a festival happen? Can we pull it off? Welcome to How to Build a Festival. Hi everyone and welcome back to How to Build a Festival. I'm here today just with Ross. Hello. Hi, um, Rachel's a bit busy today. She decided not to join us. So <laughs> we're going to just go ahead, just the two of us. Um, welcome back and Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you. <laughs> yeah, we had to get started again at some point. It's now early February. If we wait for Rachel to be available, we'll never get started again. Yeah, we could be here for a while. Um, we have taken about a month off from our podcast, but we are back, um, partially just to have a bit of time off over Christmas. Um, and then it just sort of January, January happened. So, you know, I don't do anything in January. So, so. <laughs> I, mean, I go to work, obviously, but apart from that. Yeah. January, January work just hit us in the face. And I think like <laughs> just shows us how hard it actually is going to be to get this off the ground, right? Yeah, it does. It's definitely not the easiest thing to do um, when you're already working full time. Um, but uh, nonetheless, we are back. We do really want to get going again in 2024. Um, so we're looking forward to a sort of festival season this year. Um, and we really want to sort of talk a bit today about what's going on, what we've seen in terms of lineups coming out. Um, there's some news today that we wanted to talk about in relation to a festival that we've been to before. Uh, but first of all, what have we seen in terms of music in, since we've been away? Yeah, busy start to 2024. Um, last week, we, we, we talked about Etta last year, but uh, managed to make it to her own show last week. Good show. Slightly weird vibe. There's some... <laughs> 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 some uncoordinated phone light waving went on for the whole song before everybody could be swaying in the same direction I think she needs to get her get her fans in order yeah it was a brilliant gig I thought it was really really you know she's really powerful some of her songs are fantastic and she's clearly got an amazing core fan base which is really nice to see um there were some just weird moments in that gig so we were stood quite near the back um and repeatedly during the gig a cleaner kept trying to come and mop the floor <laughs> and like honestly i feel like telling the stories just doesn't make it sound as bizarre as it was but like you know it's like an absolutely packed i think the gig was more or less sold out we were at the garage in islington, islington. Yeah, yeah and it holds i don't know 600 people probably 700 it's, mm. it's not tiny no and certainly not the sort of place that you'd want to mop when it's full of people. <laughs> I just, it's really strange. And um, the, the last one was when she was doing a quiet song and nobody, there was, nobody was like blinking yeah. for fear of making noise and the cleaner just comes shuffling through. <laughs> She's like, this is my moment to shuffle. <laughs> it's really off-putting when you're like, it, honestly, it was like a spine-tingling, like goosebump type song. Um, really beautiful song. And yeah, it was uh, just a really odd moment. So yeah, very interesting, but uh, really, really good. And I definitely think she's going to go far. I think we're going to see a lot more from Etta Marcus. So I meant um, the cleaner was going to go far. <laughs> <laughs> the cleaner didn't go very far at all. I mean, honestly, honestly she, uh, nowhere to be seen once the gig finished. <laughs> no, no, and there wasn't really that much to clean up. Very clean, very clean gig actually. So clean not really fans. Thought it was yeah um and then we went to see um a random band didn't we one night when we just didn't really have much to do um 
Yeah, Fizzy Orange. Fizzy Orange, who I've, I've never heard of. We had not a lot to do, so we looked up to see what what was available. And one of my one of my goals for 2024 was to uh, go to some new venues that I hadn't been to before. So I picked picked one that I I thought was a new one. Two Palms turned out I had been before. So and we don't like it. We don't like it. Doesn't work. It does not work as a venue. It does not. It does not. Um, but they were so they're a Dublin band. Uh, I like I like them a lot. They're kind of a bit of surf rock, a bit of sort of bit of 80s bit of 90s there's a bit of everything in there they've got a saxophone that they use judiciously which is is always good you tend to see bands with a saxophone normally get a little bit carried away don't they yeah they think um, they're all careful yeah. but i did not like their fans no and i would hate to criticize people so if you were there really sorry but yeah it was a really again really strange gig like it is we will say i, I would say it's an odd venue in that the band and the bar are too close together yeah. so there's like not a lot of kind of room between the people who are queuing for the bar and the people who are trying to be at the front of yeah. the stage, which is really odd. The whole, um, the whole venue is just one big choke point, basically. It is. Yeah, it's like a big queue, isn't it? Yeah. Um, nonetheless, um, yeah, like I, I, the fans were, were very badly behaved. <laughs> so, and maybe that makes me sound really old. Um, but yeah, it was a weird gig. Was, yeah, it was like the whole of Dublin City had flown over to London. <laughs> yeah. It's one gig in Hackney and hadn't seen each other for 10 years and were, <laughs> it was like celebrating. Yeah. It, was, it was literally like a reunion. Yeah. yeah. It was, you know, I think considering we didn't really know them before we went, I think it was really good fun. Um, would I go and see them again? Not sure. Definitely would not return to that venue without of choice. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's that's my feeling on that one no i will look out for them on on lineups my favorite part of the day was seeing our next door neighbor doing band practice in the pub beforehand to be honest honestly like <laughs> you think london's a big place but it's not it just isn't this happens to, this just happens too often although rachel who's not here to defend herself sees people she knows literally everywhere she goes so i think rachel knows most of london at this point that's true um shout out as well rachel and i went to see uh kind of Band showcase day uh, in uh, where was it? Was it at the Lexington? No, at Camden Assembly, and saw there were four bands on. One we really enjoyed in particular called the Lazy Susans, who I think they've maybe been together for a while, but they maybe they'd like switch singers or something. The singer it was he'd like joined the band the day before. <laughs> And he gave it a really, he gave it a really good go. At the start, Rachel was like, "Why is he reading all the lyrics like Paul Heaton?" Uh, and he explained he'd literally met them, the whole band, the day before. So oh, they were good fun. Uh, but they were supporting a band called Bedhead, and I really so I found this online. Their story. They were. Um, we knew nothing about them. Um, they'd been around. You could tell from what they were saying that they'd been around a long time. They were talking about these songs from twenty years ago. Um, this tiny venue. It turned out they had like a almost got a record deal or got a sort of record deal in the like very early noughties. Did a bit of touring and then didn't didn't get over the line, I guess, and sort of went away. And then somebody seems to have like picked up some old uh, <laughs> demos of theirs and decided they want to give them a, a deal. So they've made their album and they're doing a tour. And it was um, yeah. What a, lo- what a lovely story. For them. Yeah, yeah. Were you a fan? 
Uh, I, I liked them more than Rachel did, but they were having a lovely time and good for them. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> they, did, they definitely seemed like they were living the dream. Uh, no, I liked them. It reminded me of like, I don't know, Mercury Rev or someone like that, which isn't my mm-hmm. jam, but they were good. <laughs> yeah, rags to riches story. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of riches to rags story, um, moving on to the, the news we were going to talk about. Out today it's not a very nice way of saying it um but a festival that we've been to well i've been to four times i think because it's local to me is uh stand and calling um i think we've referenced it a few times on this fest on this festival on this podcast um and it's kind of it's really grown over the last few years when i first went it was definitely like a local festival um and it had pretty kind of you know, less well-known acts, but recently and in the last few years, I mean, it won festival lineup of the year last year um, for its FY23. For its FY23. You can have to say that. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> for festival year 23. Tell it out. <laughs> oh, I can't. Okay. So let's start again. <laughs> Uh, it won a festival lineup of the year in 2023 for its lineup. Um, but it's announced today that it will not be running, um, this year due to cost issues. So that's reassuring for us. It's always a good sign when a festival that was doing really well before isn't doing well now. Um, Indeed. but yeah, what are your thoughts? I mean, this one, we've been following this for a, a little while, haven't we? There was, there were the smoke signals were, were there. Um, there was a lot of social media noise. Before Christmas, um, various comedians and artists kind of calling them out for not fulfilling their payments, which is never a good sign. Uh, and then it, we were kind of tracking that. And then BBC News reported it earlier this week. Um, uh, and I think at that point, it's, that must be the point of no return because who's at that point, who's going to buy tickets? Who's going to agree to play? all that stuff but they had been selling tickets um and tickets were still on sale as of yesterday a few days after the bbc story um so i don't know i mean this is literally the thing that scares me well one of the things that scares me the most about trying to start our own festival is getting to a position where we we can't um mm-hmm. we can't pay people would be would be obviously an awful place to be for us and for even more so for bands and supplies and whatever um but i just thought and it must be awful for them they've obviously put a lot into it but i just thought the notice they put up you've you got to say something about all the people you owe money to right it, yeah i didn't yeah i didn't love it no and have you seen the i mean it's really strange and i can't see how they can honor this um but so obviously, like you say, they've been selling tickets and people will have bought tickets. I don't know how many. Um, obviously I've got no, no view into that, but they release tickets like any other, most festivals do, like the day that the last festival finishes. Yeah. So there's, they've been on sale for a while. Um, and they are offering refunds to people that have bought those tickets. But if you choose not to take a refund, you can roll your ticket over into next year. And if you do that, they're saying they'll give you another ticket. So you'll get an extra ticket. Right. So if you're, you've got a weekend ticket, you can take a friend for free. Yeah. Seems to me that that is not the most sensible of financial decisions. <laughs> like that's not long term thinking. Right. Yeah. Like if you can't afford to run a festival with everyone paying for their ticket, how on earth could you afford to pay for one yeah. where they're not? And it just makes me feel like I don't know realistically if they'll come back. 
You know, uh, I just it's got to be question. I can't imagine how they're going to be able to come back unless they've paid, settled all their their debts to the mm-hmm. suppliers and artists, because otherwise it's going to be hard for them to to book yeah. much. I would have thought. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, the faith in the like the trust in the festival is going to be quite significantly damaged. I think it's going to be hard. It's yeah. going to be hard for them. But then if they weren't selling out anyway. And think about how 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 few people will roll over their tickets. It probably won't won't cost them that yeah. many ticket sales. I would imagine. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I think you're right. Like it's the integrity point, isn't it? You've got to really be able to show that you've come back from this. And I don't know how easy that is. And it's so much easier to protect your reputation rather than rebuild it. That. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important that whatever you do is scalable. And it's I think it's an example of a festival that kind of outscaled itself, if you know what I mean. Like the the artists that were there was so big and presumably asked for so much in comparison to the size of the site. And, you know, I noticed it's funny that they that they're talking about, you know, not being able to pay their bills because I could barely pay mine after I went to that festival last year. Um, it was the most expensive festival I've ever been to. Um, it was, you know, it was ridiculous. It was so expensive. And I only went for the day last year and it wasn't busy. Um, but yeah. Are they, are they one of the festivals that has the like wristbands that you use to pay? They are. Yeah. So you have a, you put your money on a, on your wristband basically when you arrive. So you pay an amount, yeah. um, however much you like. Then you have to top it up throughout the day. They don't have any signal on site, so it's really difficult to do that. Um, so the best thing to do is to put loads of money on it in the first place, more than you think you're going to use. I still ran out, um, despite overestimating, I thought, how much I might spend. Um, and then you have to, you have to proactively get that money back. Yeah. So you have to kind of go on and say, and I really don't like it, to be honest. It feels to me like a way of trying to get an extra few quid off people. Yeah, I, I don't understand what the logic is behind it, but it's every time I've been to a festival that's had it, the Wi-Fi has failed at some point. It's been impossible to top up. Mm-hmm. The other thing I thought kind of stuck in the throat a bit or a lot was, was a, they would have known the financial position they were in when they were posting loads of pictures of them celebrating their lineup of, of the year award. Yeah. And I just I thought, I feel for them, um, they certainly wouldn't have deliberately got into this position, but I think no. some of their um, some of their social media posting has been a little bit in poor taste. Yeah, I think it's been a bit tone deaf, especially, like you say, to not acknowledge the fact that people haven't been paid and that they know they're in this position. Like, why would you not do that at this point? If you have to postpone, why would you not say we're aware of the media coverage this week, you know, and we're working to resolve it or something like that? You don't have to go into detail. I understand that, you know, finances are kind of sometimes a a bit sort of sensitive. So you don't have to say, well, look, we we think this and this and this. But I do think it would have been good to recognise it and maybe suggest that you're at least trying to fix it. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, and it leads me on to another thing that I sort of picked up a bit of in social media. There was a lot of chat of fans. I need to find out more about this. Fans and artists talk about how they often get asked to play festivals essentially for free for the exposure and how yeah. much of a financial drain that is for them. Um and that is obviously difficult. We talked about the 
obviously the financial pressures, but I, I really would like to put on a festival that is paying at least, you know, something Commonly, to even the yeah. smaller bands and maybe finding some sort of innovative way of funding it. You know, a lot of people who, some of the things I've seen recently on like Dice is offering like tiers of tickets on a voluntary basis. So have you seen that where like, if you're like a low yeah. income earner, you tick the button and there's a limited number of low income tickets and then higher income tickets and an option to tip the bands or pay more to make sure the bands get paid more. Maybe something like that, I think, is actually a really, really good innovation in, around this. You could literally be have like a tipping system, couldn't you? You could say yeah. like, oh, if you think they're really good, pay them a bit more on the way out. Yeah, <laughs> like, tip with your like rubber wristbands. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. And I think, to be fair, on that sort of note, a lot of bands say that it's actually more the principle of being paid because then you can say you're a paid band, so you're able to sort of use that as experience and, and sort of build up your portfolio, essentially. So... Yeah, completely. Yes. So having said that, um, Sound and Calling being off does leave me free to go to another potential festival that I had looked at, which is called Uptown Festival, which is on Blackheath. It's on the 28th. It's only a one-day festival. Yeah. Um, but that was quite fun. It's got the Zootons, the Lightning Seeds. Still very much retro, but I just feel like that's the, the sort of what's going on at the moment, you know? It's a lot of that. Yeah. Did you see, I mean, the there was a lot of, like, moaning about why not truck tram lines and candle calling all releasing almost the same line yeah. um a lot of pe petty whining i don't see a problem with it like they found they've obviously found a way to get some economies of scale and and pay for better bands and they'd be able to afford it as one mm. festival so what um what was the festival you just talked about i've literally never heard of it so yeah it's it's uptown festival so it's definitely very small i think um and a bit more affordable than some of the other festivals that are going on this year because i've really noticed that a hike in prices for festivals but also just for gigs recently um you know it feels like now if you pay less than 100 pounds you're doing well so yeah. um yeah so yeah it's quite good fun i think i might consider that one for the day um what else have we booked recently um so we've got, I've been on a buying spree. I need, I need to rein it in, to be honest. I'm not going to have any money. Uh, we, we've bought, so we've bought Deer Shed, which I was threatening to buy, I think, in one of our early, uh, early podcasts. We finally bit the bullet on that one. Um, that, that might even be the same weekend as the one you were just talking about. Um, that is. Oh, that looks good. I'm looking at the lineup now. Uh, yeah, same weekend, 26th to 29th of July. The Coral Bombay That's Bicycle sweet. Club, CMAT, the Go Team, Stornaway, King Creoso, not seen for probably a decade. Liz Lawrence, <laughs> really good. Um, so, uh, and there's another one. Got Melon Melon there as well. Melon Melon, the old faves and Picture yeah. Parlour. Yeah, it's a really solid lineup. I've heard before. Um, various times it's a really good festival and one I've not been to so that ticks some boxes yeah um, and then we we went and we actually got our all points east tickets didn't we did yes I am extremely excited about um, the all points east Sunday lineup I think it looks incredible um yeah I was already planning to go because of the death cab postal service combo but adding the decemberists the decemberists one of my favorite bands i have incredibly bad luck seeing the decemberists i've had like a weird collection of missing the gig once i went to the gig on the wrong day which like 
<laughs> That's the only time I've ever done anything like that in my life. Um, and I'd bought the tickets for my husband, who I was newly dating at the time, as a gift, a birthday gift. And I took him. I was like, yeah, it's on Friday. And we went on Friday. And they, they were like, yeah, it was last night. It was so bizarre. <laughs> really stupid thing to do. <laughs> um, so we missed it as well. It wasn't even like we could go the next day. <laughs> it just wasn't. Yeah. It just wasn't, wasn't there. Yeah. But it's and not then, just. Yeah. I mean, they... Oh, I mean, that lineup that day, there's a lot of bands there, and then we'll come back to End of the Road. But between them, we talked about American cult bands that never come to the UK. Yeah, I mean, yeah. people, various people, or many people, have been waiting a long time for Death Cab, for the Decemberists, for Gossip, who have been away for quite a long time, Sleet Kinney, God knows when they were last in the UK. Yeah. Um, and then the following weekend at end of the road, they've got, um, they've got Bonnie Prince Billy, who again, when he last played in the UK, uh, at a festival, I don't know. Someone will probably let us know it was last year, but I've, I've not seen him on a, a lineup and a long time kind of one of the few acts I really, really wanted to see. I really, I've never I seen. Um, we did, we weren't entirely aligned on the strength of the, end of the road festival no. lineup were we but I, I genuinely think it, between the Sunday of All Points East and, and the end of the road lineup probably the my absolute dream dream yeah. festival that's really interesting because I just I don't know I looked at that lineup and kind of thought eh, you know yeah, yeah. fair enough Each to their this, own. On the other hand, this, this All Points East lineup I'm extremely excited for Phoenix as well Phoenix. last time I saw Phoenix one of our friends won't name her but she was sick on my foot so <laughs> Yeah, only ways up really. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, really looking forward to to that. Um, the thing with End of the Road as well is it's always the weekend after Green Man, and we always go to Green Man, and just like they're very they're kind of similar festivals to, in my mind, they even though they're being End of the Road. Um, well, it's going to be a big month. It's Green Man, then All Points East, then End of the Road, three weekends in a row. Are you going to go to End of the Road? Yeah, yeah. I bought tickets as soon as the lineup came out. Do you actually? Yeah. Wow, that's. That's a lot. That's a yeah, I mean, I literally underlined like twelve bands within thirty seconds that I really, really. I was like, yeah, no, I've got to do that. So Fever yeah. Ray, Bonnie Prince Billy, Bonnie Prince Billy is like a big one. I think I'd have bought a ticket for any festival he was at. Salita Kinney is at All Point East. <laughs> Phosphorescent, who we've not seen for a long time. I would say C Matt, but she's playing every festival this summer. Yeah, hoping uh, for Greenland. I hope she's, uh, I hope she's got something left by the end of the summer. <laughs> um, Camera Obscura, again, not seen, really would like to. Um, and they've got some really interesting stuff, um, on there as well. A bit further down, there's like a electronic guy, a Japanese guy called Cornelius, whose live show is apparently absolutely, um, Incredibly impressive. Bizarre. It does sound bizarre. I'm here for <laughs> it. And then gently tender. And an act that this is random. Rachel bought our friend Ryan a t shirt of um Mozart Estate mm-hmm. who I'd never heard of. Um but was kind of semi successful, I guess, cult figure some time ago and then he started as soon as Rachel bought this T shirt for him. He started popping up on lineups, and they've got him as well. So, how weird! Pop along to see him. That's fate, isn't it? You have to go now. That is fate, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there we go. So, quite a lot, really, in terms of what we've got coming up. 
Um, oh, I also booked, I don't think I told you this, I've booked Block Party, that's at Crystal Palace. It's not really a festival, is it? But it's like a, you know, a day thingy. Big, big day. Yeah. When's that? Um, it's the day, <laughs> it's the day before or the day after Robbie Williams. I can't remember which. <laughs> I've got them back to back. So that's going to be a fun weekend for me. Robbie Williams Day isn't a kind of well-recognised day in my calendar. I probably need a month. It's it's not. Okay. Uh, They're both in July. I see. Fair enough. Um, Any rustling? Because I can hear quite a lot of interference. Um, That's going to be hard to edit out. (laughs) Stop doing that. It's like you're doing when you're doing that. Is it? Is it? Weird. All right. So... With all of that said, about festivals that aren't going ahead this year, festivals that are going ahead and we're going to, um, should we talk a little bit about where we've got to with our festival? <laughs> Probably yes, won't take be... long, this segment. <laughs> yeah, a really short conversation. Um, um, I think, so we are certainly not in a rush, right? I think this has made us see that this is a long-term project. Um, and we're really enjoying doing the podcast mainly because we like talking about music and sharing like our festival experiences and gig experiences. Um, But I think, you know, we really, we do really want to move this forwards. Um, We've been trying to reach out to some venues over the last kind of month or so to see if we could go and view them. Um, I did dry January. So I was very much thinking I could use my weekends being up and about, about bright and early to go and see some venues, but we just haven't been able to get through. Like it's, you know there's I don't really want to name names of places um but you know some of the places that said they offered this sort of service um they're just not getting back to us basically yeah I, w- uh, I was a bit blindsided by that I th- I thought that would I thought we'd at least at least have some email contact with yeah venue. I was really excited about one of them as well so yeah that's been frustrating um because I, I think we kind of we're concluding that we need to understand the kind of the land hire costs and infrastructure costs before we yeah kind of figure out too much and we're struggling to even get a conversation going which is a shame okay. certainly yeah if, I mean, if anyone can help us out with some ideas about how to get that moving that would be helpful so it's also just quite hard to figure out like what there's not loads of information out there about what what would be potential sites so that that's something we need to keep um keep pushing along somehow yeah i think um you know we we're going to we this is maybe going to be a bit harder than we thought it was going to be because it looked to us at the beginning that there were lots of venues where you could just hire you know a, a sort of venue that was ready to go um but at the moment it's looking like that might not be quite as simple as we thought it was going to be yeah so we'll see watch the space yeah, some, I mean, some of them are even offering like a lot of services around it too. So, um, so yeah, any ideas? Very well, very gratefully received. Um, and that the standing situation uh, hasn't put me off, but I think it has kind of definitely refocused. Like, there's no rush to do that this year. To do this this year, like the whole point of doing the podcast was to talk about music a but b also actually get some really interesting insight from people on how to do it and as i'd much rather do it well in 25 or 26 than rush something through this year and and not do it properly exactly i think that's 100 percent the message that i've taken from it as well um and we still want to have you know we're still thinking about having some potential kind of warm-up 
party type uh, affairs. So, yeah, don't worry, Will. We're still thinking of planning something. But, you know, I don't think we're in any rush to sort of um, do something that, as we say, could potentially lead to disaster <laughs> so, and bankruptcy. OK, so um, one of the reasons that I think we do want to take this a bit more slowly is because one of our motives behind doing this, or one of our big motives really, was around supporting kind of independent music and independent bands. And in order to do that, obviously, we want to be able to make sure that the festival happens and, like you say, that we could pay them. Um, but we're also sort of thinking about, you know, generally now how we can support independent music more. Um, and I think one of the things we want to do is try and use this podcast to promote some other sort of much smaller bands, you know, much smaller festivals and venues than maybe we have done so far. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe that means putting as practice and kind of learning about how to do this. We've talked about doing some smaller parties and pubs and that kind of thing, but maybe doing some sort of showcase events and getting a number of live bands together to do kind of live music days and that kind of thing is in in one place would be I think would be quite fun and quite an interesting way to to get started just to see if we can actually get that sort of thing off the ground so that might be something that's more realistic for this year maybe yeah I think that was kind of what we were hoping right I think you know even if it is just like like you say it's sort of like a something like in a pub where we have a couple of bands to get together um but that sort of supports our local musicians so we're going to try over the next sort of couple of months I mean I don't know when we're going to do this because you're going to a festival every week <laughs> but, only, you know. only every week in August and September it's not very well spaced to be honest not, is it? my July looking pretty bad um but yeah we're going to try and see some more kind of much smaller bands and I think that should be really good fun for a start um you know maybe they won't all be amazing but I'm sure some of them will be and you know I think we'd really like to have the opportunity to do that and showcase them and we'll add them which leads us neatly onto our playlist which um we can only apologize we talked about this at the end of our last episode we said we were going to set up a playlist which included songs that we talk about um, and artists we talk about during the episodes um and then I don't think we did post it but we have got one now correct we do and it's called how to build a playlist which <laughs> is <laughs> our 2023 everything we talked about in our 2023 podcasts uh, except keen which i did not include in the playlist oh no i think they're doing all right i don't think they need yeah, us i don't think they need our um our support um TikTok. yeah so 2023 everything we talked about went to and, and enjoyed uh so give that a, give that a listen and a follow We've also got a second one, which is everything that we're going to be talking about, mainly focused on kind of small independent bands in 2024. Uh, and that one's called How to Build a 2024. So <laughs> <laughs> give Very that good. a listen to. There's currently one song on it, which... Um, is it Robbie Williams? <laughs> it's not Robbie Williams. It's... What? Um, Local. <laughs> <laughs> it's up and coming... Bonnie Prince Billy, who I referred to earlier, um, yeah. very, um, very much an up and comer. I think he's only had about 25 albums to date. Uh, but I put his most recent single on there, which uh, is an absolutely beautiful song. And the fact that he got named on a festival lineup finally in the UK, I thought is as good an excuse as any to add him to our playlist. Um, but yeah, we'll be topping that up on a regular basis. 
definitely um and maybe after this uh, episode we'll add some fizzy orange uh as well <laughs> onto that playlist that's um, a good idea let's see and a man called soaked that rachel made me stop and watch for a good 40 minutes in camden uh just in playing in the street uh a couple of weeks ago but they were pretty good so she has told me about this. So this has obviously made a big impression on her. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's we'll definitely have a, a little listen to that. Yeah. They, they played a gig in the the Grace, which is the one the smaller venue next to the garage that we were at the other day, and they sold out, and it did look pretty nuts. So, yeah, well, they're they're worth following this year. I want to watch. Yeah, it's interesting though. One of the things about starting this podcast for me was that I listened to a lot of podcasts and I could not find a indie music podcast that I found remotely interesting. Um, and actually, just by starting this on our social media, I've, I've run into a few which are actually pretty good. Um, so I'd, I, the ones I'd particularly call out, Unheard Indie, where the guy just plays a load of stuff for bands you won't have heard of before. Um, he does that every single week, and that's that's really good. Um, I've come across some really interesting stuff on there, in particular favourite called Lonely Ghost, which were named on End of the Road this week, so recommend them. Another one called This Is The Music, where the guy just interviews a load of independent bands. Amazing. Um, again, found one called Maystones on there, which, which really enjoyed. He did have a bit of a pop at the last dinner party on social media, which a lot of people have been doing, so... Yeah. I nearly didn't mention him, but it is a good podcast. And then one called Festival Sound, which they talk a lot about Glastonbury and Green Man, so very similar to us, really. Yeah. yeah. I quite enjoy listening to <laughs> I that. I recommend that then. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go and listen to something else. They listen to us. Um, but no, no, that's, that, they sound really good. And I think, you know, you're speaking of that sort of format we are looking to have a couple of interviews coming up um so please keep listening um if you're bored of just hearing us then hopefully you'll hear some new voices coming up soon okay well that's all we've got time for this week leaving us just to thank tony flags music for the terrific intro glenn for the fantastic artwork and all our listeners for continuing to tune in we'll see you again very soon cheers